everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Random Weekly Podcast with Jana and Megan. Each week, we pick a random topic to discuss and analyze from our unique points of view. We love to laugh and cuss, hence the explicit content warning, and hopefully we make you laugh along with us. There are sure to be some twists and turns along the way, so make sure you hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Okay, well, today we're going to talk about how we're both completely obsessed with mailing and cards and stationery and pens, and we are calling this episode Stationary Nerdism, <laughs> and we are trademarking it. It's ours. <laughs> <laughs> Trademarked right now. <laughs> but yeah, we're both big, big, like, handwritten sending. Like, we like to text, we like to email. We're obviously video chatting and recording a podcast right now, but we both really enjoy, like, pen to paper activities. And so we decided that we really wanted to just do an episode on it. Um, and it was kind of punctuated by a tweet that we received. Do you want to talk about that? We can give Katie a sh- <laughs> shout out. A shit out. Did I say shit out? <laughs> shout out. Um, yeah. So Katie um, tweeted yesterday with a picture that says that the caption is how many journals should a person have asking for a friend? And then she put the cry laughing emoji um, and it has four, four journals and they're, they're cute. And then I responded that you're really going to like our episode this week then. <laughs> I personally don't believe that there's anything as too much when it comes to notebooks because you can never have too many places to write something down. And like I was saying earlier, I have at least three notebooks, mostly empty by my bed. I have, if I open my backpack right now, I know that I for sure at least have four um, between spirals and two notebooks um and i just have them actually laying all over so as i look around my apartment and i'm like "Mm, there's one uh so to me is there's not too many so you can have as much as you want yeah i'm i'm with you i have more notebooks than i will probably fill in a lifetime and i still continue to buy more whether it's the paper or the cover is pretty or i have a specific use in mind and then i'll put it in a cabinet and by the time i actually get to it i forget that i have that notebook and i go in search of a new one (laughs) yeah i was looking for a dot journal on amazon and taylor was like you just bought one and i'm like yeah but that was for something else Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's like you can't just split it down the middle and use the other half and i was like no "No." Exactly. No, Taylor. I love you, girl, but no. (laughs) Absolutely not. Like, most of the time I end up with multiple notebooks that are for the same purpose. Even, I mean, and we're not going to really touch on bullet journals today, but um, because that needs to be its own episode for sure. Because I completely converted Shannon. We need to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) We really do. I wrote down on my notes right now, no bullet journals. So you bring it up. I'm just going to keep my lips sealed. Well, I'm not going to like, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because it will be a major rabbit hole. But I, my, my very first bullet journal was last year and I only got like halfway through the notebook. But I'm like, but what if next year I'm like really diligent about it? By the way, it's March and I have not been diligent at all. Same. I probably could have used the other half. (laughs) (laughs) But... The whole idea of starting a new notebook is starting a new, like, literal chapter, I guess. I keep a journal of notes for my son, kind of like a baby book, but it's literally just a journal. So I, I update it every once in a while with highlights, even though he's about to be five. I'm just going to continue on until he's 18, and I'll just, just keep that. But, I mean, I 
I keep buying him blank notebooks too for like drawing and stuff. He's got three that he hasn't touched, and I bought another one at Target the other day because it was three dollars. Start him young. I'm trying, man. He's. <laughs> I think he. I think he's like, mom. I'm. I'm good. I don't need this. Like I do this at school. I don't need to do it at home. But they're perfect because they're they're half sheet size and they're plain white, so there's no lines or anything. Right. So I'm like, you can draw, you can write. <laughs> I was practicing my uh, lettering in one of them. So I like claimed one of the notebooks for myself. <laughs> it's like cartoon stuff on the counter. It's meant for kids. Nope, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I used to buy like the spirals for school. I used to buy um, like the ones that had like Star Wars on the cover or Power Rangers, just something silly, usually Disney stuff. And then I got the five subject spirals. Mm -hmm. Um and then, like I said, I was shamed by Taylor. Another another Taylor damning moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, so I stopped using them. I, I buy new spirals every semester. So Maybe encourage Taylor not to listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, she'll laugh because she <laughs> normally does. <laughs> I, the, the five subject spirals are really cool. But like we were saying, I, I tend to like to have everything for one topic in one notebook. That way I don't have to be like, crap, is it in this one or is it in this one? I don't like to just grab whatever notebook's nearby. I like to have a dedicated notebook for whatever that is. So if I'm doing my family history research, I have a notebook for that. I have several notebooks for that. Um, my bullet journal has its own. Grayson's Notes has its own. I have my own journal that I rarely write in anymore. Yeah. Um, I like to have them separate. But the five subject notebook was really good for school because then I only had to remember to bring one with me. I didn't get to class and realize, shit, I have the wrong notebook for this class because they all look the same. <laughs> well, see, and that's I'm since I've stopped using five subject, I'm really I'm really OCD. It's actually quite sad. I color code my classes. So like my black notebook is for philosophy. My blue notebook is for calm. My yellow mm -hmm. notebook, you know, um, and everything is color coded notebook wise. Um, I'm not good at using highlighters just cause I never did growing up. Um, mm -hmm. so it's funny. Like I would never accidentally take the wrong spiral because I'm like, wait, this is my philosophy spiral. What am I doing? No. Right. Um, so I, I feel like even not using the five subjects, like I've gotten really good at keeping track of where my notes are. Mm -hmm. And that's why I use the five subject to begin with is because I was like, I'm never going to remember where my notes are, but <laughs> I guess I do. Well, that was, that was my problem because I color code everything. I love color coding. I'm not a highlighter user either, which is strange because I keep buying highlighters. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Well, yeah, because you shared some with me. So um, I color code everything and that's why I like colored pens. Um, so if I'm keeping notes, sometimes my, like, especially my calendar has different colors for whatever type of event it is that way at a glance I know what I'm looking at right but every once in a while I have that one dumbass moment where I forget where I left that one specific notebook and I'm like if I can just keep track of just one notebook it was so much easier and that way I just left it in my bag so I just knew I always had my notebook with me and I didn't have to like put notes in something else because if I forgot my notebook and I brought a different one with me for some stupid reason. I couldn't just take notes in whatever notebook I had. I would ask like if I could borrow binder paper or copy paper from somebody else and I would just write there. Me too. And I won't I won't rip a page out of my own spiral. Like I won't either. I have some notebooks where I have ripped them out but they were specifically for that purpose. I'm like I don't care if they're perforated. If they're spiral bound, they stay in there. 
Like, I'm sorry, you forgot paper? Shit, out of luck. I cannot help you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep, same. I will keep shitty pens in my bag for you to borrow <laughs> because that way I'm, you're never going to see those again. So I'm like, if they're shitty pens, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but honestly, even, and I'm, I'm picky about my pens, but even using like the old stick, um, Bic pens, those rate just fine. Like I don't have a problem with those pens. Yeah. I love, um, Taylor buys the specific pen. I don't even know what they're called, but they write so pretty. Um, I don't think they're big. Okay, you need to find out what that is then. <laughs> I will. I will. Cause, and they're specific. She won't let me get her anything else. Um, like, if I saw one, I'd be like, that's it. But I can't remember what it's called. Um, and I steal them from her. Like <laughs> In class, I'll be like, can I borrow a pen? She knows <laughs> damn well I have pens in my backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, she never sees that pen again. Even though I already have three in my backpack, she never sees it. Which brings me to what my question was. The secret. Yeah, the secret question. <laughs> have you ever stolen a pen from a server at a restaurant? No. From a server? <laughs> no. No. Um, but I'm that nerd who watches, like, I'll, I'll, if, if they have a really cool pen, I will literally take a picture of it and go and buy it when I get home. <clears throat> But no, I haven't stolen it from them. Um, but like, I'll be watching like The Office, and I'm like, oh, he's using a Parker pen. I love Parker pens. And people watching with me are like, "What? It's a TV show." And I was like, "No, he's not using like a big pen. He's using whatever it is." And I'm like, I'm "Like, I'm a complete nerd. That's what I notice in movies and TV shows is what pen they're using." Have you stolen one? Is that why you asked? oh yeah I still uh not so much anymore since like you know Taylor was a server and she's like condemned me to hell for doing it um but yeah I've if a pen wrote pretty enough yes I stole it from the server but it's all it was only like a couple times and by a couple I mean maybe five or six (laughs) okay no I have never stolen one most of the time they're they're pretty junky pens to begin with Sometimes. Um, yeah. Occasionally you would get like a female server who had like pretty stellar pens. But then I felt really shitty. I'm like, this is probably one of her favorite pens. And while she probably realizes she'll never see it again, I don't feel right taking it. But if it writes well, I'm like, I'm buying that pen. I, it got to the point when I started dating Taylor, she was like, <laughs> she she can see it in my eyes when I'm ready to just be like, I'm gonna buy it this. And she's like, she's like, no, yeah, you put that pen back in the little folder. And I'm just like, but, <laughs> but it's pretty. <laughs> and then, um, and then when she was a server, it, it was me buying her new pens all the time for her little pouch. So like, I get mm-hmm. it. Like people stole her pens a lot, and so she understood the struggle. Um, <laughs> but I was really bad about it there for a while. And she, she could catch me. She, she'd be like, don't you think about it? So like, she's like, you have enough pens. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> not really. Like as I'm like shaking and like scratching and withdrawing from a pen. <laughs> and she's like, you can always look it up later. And it's actually funny because if she finds a pen on the floor in class and it's like a really nice pen, she won't say anything. Like, she's like, this is my pen now. And she'll, like, hold it forever. There's this one pen, and she it's it's, it's a pen and a pencil that she found. Um, two separate classes, different buildings, and they're, like, the same brand. They both write really pretty. And um, 
she will not part with it. If I'm like, hey, can I borrow you a pen real quick? She's just like, no, not this one. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) so she mocks me, but she knows she's deep down. Everybody is a pen freak somewhere deep down. Yeah, because I mean, everybody has picked up a pen and been like, damn, this writes really well. So whether or not you steal it. And if you haven't, you haven't touched good pens. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I have a pretty solid collection, so I just know not to bring out my nice ones for other people to use. That's why I keep, like, the, uh, is it Pentel? Who has the RSVP pens, the, like, clear barrel pens? Um, I've loved those forever because they come in multiple colors. They write really well, but they're not super expensive pens. And so I have one that's a, I'm a, if there is a promo pen available, I will steal the shit out of that. I love promo pens. Um, at one point in my office, I was trying to get specific, like getting um, custom pens for the office. And I like signed up for a bunch of profile samples. And so I ended up with like 30 pens that had my name on it. <laughs> and most of them are absolutely crap. And that's why I had so many to give away. Um, but I keep things like that in my in my camera bag, in my purse when I had a purse. Um, I have one or two that are in my car. And it's something that I always pair with it is if I have a spare pen, I always keep one of those small memo pads, like the super cheap ones that you can buy in a huge pack. Um, at one point, I think I bought them for Grayson's first birthday party, I think. And they've got like a really cool, clear, colorful cover, but they're just a regular memo pad. But I had, you know, 15 left over or something. And so those have been my my junk pads that I keep in the car, I keep in my camera bag. So worst case scenario, I always have a pen and a pad of paper on me. See, and like, I also always think about pens. Like, that sounds weird. But like yesterday when we went... No, I do too. Yeah, and when we met with our... Not weird at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you get me. Um, When we (laughs) met with our finance person yesterday, she was writing on like, like our our notes and our credit scores and stuff. And um, I was just sitting there looking at her pen. And I was like, damn, that's a nice pen. Like... (laughs) where did you get that pen I didn't say it like I'm sitting here thinking it because I know if I said it she'd be like uh but I think she caught me like looking no dude (laughs) I was just like staring at it and I think she thought I was looking at her class ring and because she was wearing like a class ring on that same hand and so (laughs) I like made a mental note to myself I'm like I need to stop looking at her pen be like no i don't give a shit about the ring i want your pen (laughs) like i don't care where you graduated from where did you get that pen from (laughs) i'm actually holding one of the jelly roll pens i haven't seen a jelly roll pen since like junior high by the way (laughs) yes i was at I was at Aaron Brothers buying a frame and I was like, by the way, do you have any white pens? Because I have, I went nuts at Target one day and bought a stack of black sticky notes. Another obsession of mine because I love black, I love sticky notes, and I love like being able to use weird pens on paper. Um, and I I wanted a specific one, but this one's working fine. I just wanted to be able to use these post-its. And I have metallic pens that'll show up on it, but I really wanted a a white one and not a metallic one. But they make um, like glitter colored gel pens. And I remember thinking that I wasn't going to be able to find those pens again because jelly rolls were kind of on their way out. 
or so I thought. And so I, I hoarded the hell out of those. I was just like, nope, I can't use this one. I only used it to like address cards to like my grandma. They were used for very specific purposes. And I've got North, of course, now I have two sets of these things because I saw them again. And I was like, oh, I can have backups. So now I have a full second set of these colored pens. None of which I've barely, I've barely used any of them just because I wanted to save the ink. I used to be so good about buying a stamp, like buying a set of stamps and just using them before buying a new one. I'd be like, these are really pretty. So everything I mailed had those stamps until that sheet was done and then I would buy a new one. Now they're all like themed because they're forever stamps. Back when they weren't forever stamps and you had to get whatever the price was, I knew I had to use them before the price went up. And the price went up every year. So I'm like, okay, so I have until like July. I need to get these in the mail. But I was shipping more stuff then too. So now I have all these stamps and I rarely send out cards anymore. <laughs> See, and like I buy, um, I, I use them selectively. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to waste a Disney stamp on you. So <laughs> I have like one of the American flag ones. <laughs> you get the plain patriotic one. <laughs> yeah. Man, whoever hears this and they're like, I get patriotic stamps. I'm so sorry. I care about you. <laughs> I mean, you're mailing something in the first place with people do not do. There's so much effort that really goes into it. It's not quite a, as big of a deal because you and I do it fairly frequently. But most people are like, they don't send birthday cards. They don't send thank you cards. Nothing in the mail. But kind of, kind of a segue, I guess, is how, how we became this way. Like, did your parents, like, send stuff out? Were they big on, like, Christmas cards and birthday cards? Like, were cards a big deal for your family? Um, my mom is really good at getting people birthday cards and okay. sending Christmas cards every year to, like, everybody. If she hasn't heard from you in 20 years, you're probably still getting a Christmas card. Mm -hmm. um even if you change your address like that address is still getting a christmas card for you so you should probably check mm -hmm. um and i think that really when i was younger i'm like when i move out i'm sending christmas cards every year and i've always wanted to do it um and then i've always wanted like somebody to be with so that i can be like oh we can take cute christmas card pictures and send those um taylor right. refuses but <laughs> i'll get her there um <laughs> so when i see you this year we are taking pictures yeah but she won't let me turn them sorry into a taylor card. she won't let me turn them into a card though she says that's for lame people and i'm very lame so i don't know why <laughs> she won't let me be lame because you're signing her name to it that's why <laughs> true um so yeah i think i just picked it up for my mom sending birthday cards but i like i'm also a very like caring person in the sense that like I care about people's big moments even if they like seem like they're not very big moments um and mm -hmm. you'll probably get a card for it <laughs> so like um even something real small like I send cards for everything in fact I think I sent I sent my cousin a card uh recently just because I was like hey um I don't even remember I hope you have a good week Here's a Starbucks card. 
Not like, you know, like, just because, yeah, I'm nice. a nice person. <laughs> Let the yeah. record show. <laughs> this is in recording, so now everybody has to know how nice I am. <laughs> How'd you get started? I, my mom was always a creative person and was always making stuff. Um, at some point she really got into paper crafts and, um, God, she was into, she was literally into everything. I don't know if you know what quilling is. Um, it's where you take small strips of paper and you roll it into like a tight, uh, a tight roll. And then you unravel it a certain amount and you make, um, pictures out of these like spiral pieces of paper. I will send you something on Pinterest. It is really crazy. Um, she also did something, and I forget what it's called, but it was basically like making a snowflake, how you fold paper and then make cutouts. Um, but you do that and you make Christmas trees with like different designs on them. And so I grew up doing that kind of stuff with her. And then she got into doing like making her own cards. And so we kind of went through different stages of, of different cards and stuff, but she was always very big on making sure we had a card for our birthday and, um, cards for Christmas. So if there was a gift, there was a card that went with it always. Yeah. My family too. Um, or my mom, my mom. I don't really know why letter writing. I, I don't know why it came to mind, but when my grandfather died in 2005, um, my grandma, it's my mom's mom who I'm really close with. We were all a little, little worried that she was going to be just in this house by herself her entire life was my grandpa and without him we all just kind of worried that she was kind of kind of seclude herself and not want to talk to people and she didn't live close enough for me to go visit very often um in 2005 i was in college and so i kind of had a busy schedule and so i started writing her letters and figuring that would be more normal for her because she didn't have a texting phone, nothing like that. She didn't have a computer. And so I started writing her letters and she would write back. And so then I would write back. And then it kind of became this thing where it was basically once or twice a week we were writing to each other. And um, around that same time, I joined the Adopt a U.S. Soldier program where you would write handwritten letters to uh, soldiers overseas who were deployed. You, you can still do that, and Adopt a U.S. Soldier is still very much a thing, but they have a lot more electronic ways. Um, before I, I stopped the program, but I had like nine soldiers by the end of it, and we've, I, we've exchanged packages, we've exchanged emails and handwritten letters. Um, I've video chatted with a couple of them. Um, but I think having that physical like souvenir, basically... Um, I think having having something tangible is just so so rewarding. Yeah, and I think that does make a difference because my dad was in the army and he was in Saudi. Uh, well, when my yeah, he was in Saudi um, when like during Desert Storm and Desert Shield. Um, yeah, and so like my that's when they decided they wanted another kid and so like they basically planned to meet through the mail and my mom has like I know (laughs) my mom has a um a scrapbook of like all the letters that they wrote back and forth and like my dad saved them brought them back 
my mom had all the ones that he sent and she put them in order like her letter his letter her letter and it's really cute um and there's nothing dirty they just talked about wanting another kid <laughs> um and then they like i i, I want to say they even had planned my name because my dad had a friend whose wife passed away and they really liked her name i i have letters from my dad's parents when they were in college because they went to different schools for a little while um and so i have I think I have the letters that grandpa wrote to grandma and I found them in a box when she passed away and we went through her house. Um, but I'm also a family history nerd. So paper, paper things like I want them digitized just so that they, you know, in case my house catches fire, I have record of them, which is something I need to get on top of. Um, but having those things are so cool. And I think having it in your handwriting makes it so much more personal then whatever text shows up in a Gmail address kind of thing. Um, my mom, when she was in chemo, I was sending her a card like multiple times a week. She actually told me to slow down. She's like, she's like, it's kind of like the military here. Like where sometimes like they get kind of backed up and then I get delivered like three cards all at once. She's like, you can send me like one or two times a visit, but she'd be in the hospital for three weeks. So I kind of settled for sending one a week because I was also, I was also calling her once a day. <laughs> I was in like constant contact with my mom when she was sick, but she kept them all. And so I have a bag upstairs of all the cards I sent her. She didn't really have the energy to send anything back. So she's like, I'm so sorry. Like I meant to write you back. My mommy don't, we talk every day. I'm just giving you something to look at or like something pretty to hold until I can talk to you again. I just wanted her because it was very lonely for her in the hospital and she was always tired and sick. And I mean, I visited her as much as I could. So like writing and I don't even think of it as a sad thing, but it has been associated with these sad events where my grandpa had died. My mom was sick, but I don't know. I kind of like what they represent and I like how like long lasting they are. I like that we can go back and look at like our parents or grandparents cards or letters and it's just, I mean, it's chicken scratch on a piece of binder paper, but but I love it. I'm realizing how many boxes of cards I have right now. That's insane. Yeah. So I, I'm really bad about saving everything, especially cards. Um, and I got that from my mom, too, because, like, my mom has boxes under her bed of, like, cards that have been saved or, like, blank cards for her to send. Um so I'm, I'm, I have boxes under our printer <laughs> of like cards that we got and stuff that like, I mean, I wouldn't normally keep. So like other people save the days, like not my friends, Taylor friends. And she's just like, why are you keeping this? I'm like, because what if you want it later for some reason? Um, do you want to like say a couple of quick fun facts and then we'll close it out? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I looked up fun facts on the Postal Service specifically, just because I thought that was going to be kind of cool. Um. And the Postal Service website actually has its own fun facts list, which I thought was funny and also um, very, I don't know, it's going to be more exact. It's going to be more realistic and not just somebody like doing their own research. Um, so the page lists things like where's the um, like highest altitude of one of their post offices? Where's the northernmost 
both in the 48 contiguous or the 50 states. But I saw some couple, a couple of really cool ones um, where, let's see. So the most unusual delivery method, a mule train delivery in Arizona. Each mule carries about 130 pounds of mail, food, supplies, and furniture down the eight mile trail to the Havasupai Indians at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, averaging about 4,000 pounds per day. Like this is still happening? Like still happening. They they apparently have multiple mule trains across the United States that are still delivering things at the bottom of hills. That's really Specifically cool. the Grand Canyon. Isn't that oh, super cool? I need to move to Arizona. <laughs> and you need to send me mail. <laughs> I'm going to go to this really difficult... I know people who live in like regular towns who have um, houses too high up a, up a hill that the post office, UPS, will not deliver to. So they have to get a P.O. box at their post office and have to go do that. So even though they have a, an actual mailbox, it's deemed like too dangerous for the delivery person to get there. I'd be like, uh, no, if they're sending mules to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, you are going to send the mail person up my mountain like I'm the Grinch or something. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the Random Weekly Podcast. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter, where our handle is the Random Weekly. Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting at or emailing us at therandomweeklypodcast at gmail.com. We are on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Rate us so we can reach new audiences, and don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. Music played in this episode is House by Two Triangles, Dangling Elephant by 60 Hertz Frequency, and Drive by Nikolai Heidlis. Mm-hmm.